0: What's up, Ned? Hey, man. Welcome, fellow travelers. My name is Russell. I'm one of your co hosts for the Neverending Adventure podcast. And I'm here with uh, everybody's best good buddy, Ned. Ned. Ned, Ned is my name. Ned is his name. You know, sometimes we, we mention that we're DJs and I bet just anyone who's just joining on for the first time is like, oh, these guys are DJs? That's cool. Um, <laughs> when, I, you, when I reference DJ Nettie P. Yeah, DJ Nettie yeah, P. Yeah, I'm man, I'm, I'm,
1: on, I'm on Spotify, bro. No, I'm D- not.
0: <laughs> no, we're not actually DJs. Uh, just anyone who gets on the podcast, including ourselves, has a DJ name, including our wonderful engineer, uh, Michael, also known as DJ Cowboy Hat. Uh, Michael, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. It's always good to hear you. Okay, great. Well, that was fun. Uh, We haven't talked to him in a bit, and he's down in Atlanta now. So yeah, no, we gotta. He he
1: told me he's still um, moving in and getting pretty settled, and life's been pretty crazy. So we're gonna hit him up soon. Got to get him. Got to get him adjusted to the Atlanta area for sure.
0: Yeah, Michael, how is uh, the new place? Loving the new house. We
1: love Atlanta. It's good to be back in Georgia, but we do miss you, Russell.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, That's great, man. Really dig it. Uh, (laughs) Let's see if he puts anything in there. I'm very interested. Anyways, this is an Adventure Time podcast, and we're talking about Season 3, Episode 6 today, The Monster. The Monster. Um, Pretty excited for this one, simply because it's different. Not really because I think it's better than any normal episode. It's not going to be in my top 10 at the end of the season, or at least I doubt it will.
1: Yeah. I mean, It was
0: fun. Yeah,
1: season three's got some good stuff coming up. I would be really surprised if it made it in your top ten. But it does lend itself to a lot of new things with Adventure Time, which do make me excited. And I kind of see where they're going with this episode. You know what I mean?
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, in case you didn't get the little melody that I had terribly sang at the beginning of this uh, episode... Finn and Jake, for some reason, they have the Finn and Jake song, I think is the title of it. Is that the title? Do you know? I don't even know the title I'm of the sure. song. I
1: would just I just imagined it was a... They have so many like little ditties and rhymes in, in the whole show that I don't know if they've named them all or anything.
0: Oh, they do. At least on the, the fandom Wikipedia page, it's called We Are Finn and Jake. We're Yeah, <laughs> We Are Finn and Jake tune. Um, Which is great. In my mind... You know, the song certainly is not going to be in the top five, I don't think. We've already had some pretty dang good songs this season. Yeah. And this
1: song, in my opinion, too, it started strong and didn't finish strong, if that
0: makes sense. I think there's a really great middle part, uh, but maybe only because it reminds me of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which maybe is a diss on my favorite band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, more than anything. It's very 80s Red Hot Chili Peppers, the... uh, Oh, what is it? I will stick a stick into your eye. Yeah, a little, slap, ba, a little sloppy. Yeah, it's that sloppy. It reminds me. If anyone's curious, what songs I'm referencing more specifically, it's pre-John Fashioneer era, uh, uplift Mofo Party Plan kind of era, which is right before Mother's Milk. Uh, the two songs specifically are Love Trilogy. Honestly, it's mostly just that one or No Chump Love Sucker are the two. That just this song for some reason just popped in my mind as as those two and also a little bit of the SpongeBob the crusty crab pizza there's something in pizza. that as well I don't know pizza uh,
1: yeah maybe, maybe, so. maybe so I still like it I, I mean I love the moment more just opening on the episode with Finn and Jake just chilling by the treehouse and BMO sitting next to them and they're just playing music. And but it it's leads... not a Finn
0: and Jake episode at all. It's so funny exactly. that... Exactly. And that's actually why... As long we are Finn and Jake.
1: <laughs> I love I the moment, though. And I think they are doing it on purpose. That, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on anew all the time. And that Finn and Jake don't True. have to be in the middle of, of everything. So they kind of are, I think, really... Oh, I like that Walking a lot. slowly up to the idea that we're going to have a full LSP episode. Now, we're going to have Finn and Jake featured in it. They're going to be in the background but it's going to be an lsp episode and that's really what season three i think lends itself to is the fact that we've created our universe and now we can really really have these episodes that are side character episodes there's no progression of the show it wasn't like last week's episode where princess bubblegum is dealing with the fallout from season two and it's all canonical this could just be like this could have been thrown into season one and we would have been good
0: it could have been. Yeah, this is interesting. There is a little bit of confusion in the timeline, at least in my mind. With, with the LSP timeline? Yeah, the LSP timeline. But I really do love the idea of what you're mentioning, where this could fit anywhere. And also, there are other things happening in U the whole time, like constantly. It, mm-hmm. If that is a true principle that the writers of the show keep up, I really did that. Like in Rick and Morty, where every now and then you'll pop over and you'll see what's going on with, The the evil Morty, and he's been doing something this whole time. He's been slowly taking over the Rick and Morty world. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think that's great. I'm not surprised at all that they're doing that. I think that's, it may just be standard writing practices, but it's cool to see other characters developing off screen. Yeah. We don't have SpongeBob and Patrick and, Squidward always living in the same homes, and then Sandy is still in the dome, even though it's been ten years. You know, mm-hmm. nothing like that is happening.
1: And we 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 do get the catch up with uh, with LSP that we she has been living in the woods, and we know that because Finn immediately says, "Oh yeah, I know where LSP is, ma'am. She's in the woods eating beans," which is a reference back to um, heat signature when they were in the woods. And they were trying to prank LSP while she was like, my beans, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a little confusing, though. Did you... I wrote out the timeline if you want me to go through it, or best that I could. I mean,
1: I don't I don't see it as confusing, though. I don't... Like, she's well, been in the woods. what's
0: confusing is, first off, is LSP's parents, they throw a little bit of a wrench into it, saying she's been missing for a few days, which it's been since, like you just said, actually... Since to cut a woman's hair, season two, episode 10, she no, so was it's, in the woods.
1: I you think you're getting... The, the little bit of confusion is the beginning of this episode when LSP's at her parents' house and eating a sandwich and stuff. She's visiting her parents and her parents mention, we wish you would visit more often. Why don't you just stay home? Because I think they know something's up. She's playing it off as she has an apartment and she's on her... Like going out and living on her own. Kind of like anybody else, you know, leaving their parents. But
0: I think, in my mind at least, it seems like Finn says, because I don't think this is like canonically important in any way, so unless there's something in the future we find out about. But in my mind, it's like Finn saying, uh, in the woods eating beans. So he's referencing to the last time, like, he saw her where she's living, which was back in Heat Signature, season two, episode 26, and we saw her first starting to live in the woods, season two, episode 10, and she had furniture there. And we assumed... She had been camping out for a while and to cut a woman's hair. Um, And so that's kind of why I was thinking it feels confusing at least. But the timeline that I thought of at least is Lumpy Space Princess must have gotten an apartment in Lumpy Space. So she must have moved out at some point. They were missing her. So they invited her back. And this is like early season two, right? They invited her back to visit the parents. And then she leaves, but doesn't like she goes back to her apartment, but doesn't call. um, No, sorry. Sorry. She leaves their house because she gets pissed off in this episode. And so we see that moment and then she leaves and doesn't call. And so then she goes camping, furniture, season two, episode 10, through heat signature. Um, and that's when, like I said, how Finn says she's in the woods eating beans. Uh, so he thinks that she's still camping. And then my thought is that she ran out of beans. And then that's when the LSP, LSP story begins. She starts like looking for food and looking for better shelter because it's been just long enough to where all of the things she brought with her are running out and breaking and all that sort of a thing. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think you're right in the sense that there's a potential that she's run out of food at her normal like hobo campsite. And that's kind of why she was... But But my theory of it is not that she ever even had an apartment that she's just lying to her parents. She's not going to tell her parents that she's a hobo living in the woods, but she bums over there. She bums over to Lumpy Space. And there is a reference to why I think she has easy access to Lumpy Space um, still. Because when they're in the village later on in this episode, there is the frog that serves as the portal to Lumpy Space Mm -hmm. is in the village. So they're around. She's got ways to get there.
0: Well, she also Um, was talking to Melissa. I think she... Would be, And that's why I was trying to think of it too, because I'm sure she's in constant contact with everybody. Even if she's not talking to her parents or she's kind of ignoring them. Yeah. Sure and that's, that's what like, I think when cause oh, she hey, storms Mom, out.
1: Yeah. She's probably texting them or calling them all the time, but then storms out when she gets angry the first time and says like, I'm done. Like you're never going to see me again. Um, And that type of thing. So I think, I think you're overthinking the timeline just a little bit, but they, they do lend it to be confusing or well, making you assume that she,
0: or she's just it calling in the, the woods, her apartment. Travelers, let us know who you think is right on this one. Give us your theory. Send us a travelers log email, and I, I'm curious. I mean, I certainly think both are super plausible, uh, but that's just how I I saw it, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, this is it, everything's happening so quickly in this episode. Not as many people out there are sitting there
0: thinking about it like we are. (laughs) So, the logistics logistics doesn't really matter. It's almost like I was almost wondering if, too, if at the beginning of season three, it's kind of like a soft reset where she just goes home and she's just back in the village and everything kind of like, oh, don't worry Mm -hmm. about season two. But I don't think that's the case. No, yeah. I think think it's just a a matter of
1: her visiting her parents occasionally and then lying about her. So, you think she's just straight up
0: and gone for forever?
1: Or not for forever. I think that she went to that. Here's my timeline. Okay, season two happens. All right, there we go. She, they, Finn and Jake know that she's got her little like hobo set up with the fire and the tree and all the the weird you know grocery cart in the tree. And that she's still whenever she runs out of beans or runs out of food, she just same like we all did when we were first starting out or in college. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, go home, do laundry, get some free food, and then go home. But she's just lying to her parents about having an apartment. She's not telling them that she's a hobo. So, Finn and Jake just say she's in the woods eating beans because that's the only time, only thing that they've really seen her do in the woods is eating beans. But <laughs> she storms out of her parents' house um, and has been missing or not contacted them for a few days. And that's why they're worried about her because she stormed off so angry. And then they yeah, were like, she's fair. angry and she hasn't called us back, you know?
0: Uh, well, that just makes me wonder have you ever actually gone, when you used to go home in college, did you actually bring laundry to be done? That was something that our parents oh, yeah. would say to do, but I never brought laundry. I, I definitely with us, did.
1: With me. I definitely would wait like a month oh, and a half. Oh my gosh, really? Have a huge load of laundry because I didn't want to go down in in Russell Hall and you know oh, pay pay twelve dollars to do four loads of laundry all at once and hog okay. all the laundry machines.
0: So I, I mean, definitely it wasn't have done that. Our money, any, like I mean, we were privileged. I will say to have like our, my dad and, and like, I guess my mom's some, but my dad mostly helped pay for college and helped get me through college and, and all that stuff, all my expenses or whatever, which is a very privileged thing. I, I recognize that. But certainly, yeah, but like, I, could save I think the ways bucks, that I tried yeah. to, well, I tried, I think of like the ways that I tried to save money, right? And I'm like, it wasn't my money. <laughs> like I like lived in, in Pineview, like super cheap housing, like $300 a month. You know, and my dad's like, he didn't care. <laughs> He's like, you yeah. don't have to do that. Yeah. But I did it because I was like, it's cheap. I got like eight roommates. It's it's wonderful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you spend your money on other things. Like I use a little Bulldog Bucks card or whatever, you know, the college cards and everything like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, if I've got 20 bucks on that, I might as well get, you know, 10 different sodas over the course of the next month. And then just <laughs> when I go home in two weekends, totally. I'll do my laundry then, you
0: know? Yeah. Well, also, with my... We'll wrap up the timeline conversation. With my timeline thoughts, you know, the biggest issue is the parents say it's been a few days, but my thought was like, maybe they're dumb. Like, maybe they just didn't notice and she's been gone and they just didn't realize, oh, actually, she's not living here anymore. And also, maybe does the time in Lumpy Space, like, travel at the same... Um, like, what is... Yeah, yeah. Mean, if, if there's like... Time if it is the same moves there as it or moves slower, moves faster,
1: is yeah. it even... Even is lumpy space even on the like this universe's temp? Tem- was it temporal, temporal f- uh, f- plane? Yeah, whatever it's called. It's too late to be talking science and physics.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like but, right at the end of the work day, we both just got off work because I've got buddies coming into town. Uh, gonna go, go the Broadway. Heck yeah, yeah. yeah. Broadway.
1: <laughs> um, I, I do have to. I'm glad you mentioned that though, because LSP's mom is. For sure, 100% my most punchable character of the episode. Yeah, Ugh, interesting. Her voice sucks.
0: It's like, <laughs> and I
1: was like, and dude, just shut up. Oh
0: my God. By gosh. relation and by situation, her dad as well. Are they not the same? They're like the same character. Maybe when you're in Lumpy, spa- lumpy Space and you find your partner, you combine. It's,
1: it's a, it's a, I just, I've always thought of it. I've always thought about that. And obviously, I've had a lot more time to think about it than you. Sure, but it's uh two become one mentality. You become one lump together when you get married.
0: But you would almost think they wouldn't even care. They're lumpy people. Ah, whatever. Yeah. It, you well, could have your own bed for all I care, blah, blah, blah.
1: You know? Yeah. They they show them as being a little less of their lumpy selves in this episode, especially compared to season one, episode two, when they were like bah, 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 super lumpy.
0: You know who my most punchable character is this episode? Who are you gonna say? Hulu and HBO Max both are <laughs> my, my most punchable characters. I was, I mean, I was texting you the night that I watched this episode. I was so excited. We started off the intro. If you go to Hulu or HBO Max right now, is Fiona and Cake. It's the yes, Fiona so. and Cake intro. It's not and a mistake. An, is it's it not a mistake? I,
1: I thought it was a mistake or just something weird or they seemed random. Error but I did. I started, it's not a Fiona and Cake episode, but I think it's a. First of all, I think they just like to do fun things with animation, just in general. We will get a Fiona and Cake episode this season, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I didn't realize as I was looking into like facts and learning about this episode of the show, that um, LSP's whole experience with the wolves in this episode, uh, where it's like, my last shot, you, you want me to cheat on Jake with, with you
0: know,
1: well, um <laughs> Oh yeah, it's very inspired by Jersey Shore,
0: apparently. Yeah, reality TV shows, um, definitely. And Natasha
1: uh, Allegri is the one that's a huge fan. She is one of the uh, like show designers, art people, and she was the one that actually designed all of the gender flipped characters for Adventure Time. Very cool. So I, that's what I imagine is that she was probably, especially if she's an animator or more of like a designer worker. But she probably sat in the rooms on these episodes and was like, oh yeah, if like we're doing an LSP high school drama, let me bring some Jersey Shore into this and gave some ideas. And then they let her like use her animation title card for this episode.
0: I will say though, on the Wikipedia fandom page, it does say as an error that it plays on HBO Max and on Hulu. Uh, so I don't I th- think when this think episode originally streamed that... It had that title card. I think I, it I'd the love to ask title. the
1: writers. I think it's a. I think it's a nod to her. In uh, my well, opinion, just in case. I just
0: wanted to say that in case any of the, the listeners were like, "No, that's not right," or whatever. Like, don't worry about like calling us out on it. You know, I, it may or may not be. It's a cool theory, certainly.
1: Yeah, it's it's a cool theory, and I can. I I'd like to always uh, put the benefit of the doubt there with how creative these people yeah. were that they wouldn't mess something up like that
0: you know well it's not my favorite show so i'm gonna call them out on it what the heck <laughs> <laughs> um uh, man well speaking of the reality tv show thing like i guess we're getting that lsp just she just creates this narrative in her head she's like i was i was rescued i can't even do it i'm trying to go into the voice i was rescued, she was, I was, like, I was rescued oh by God. wolves and but it's like were they talking wolves or jake said that maybe she goes, No, they're just normal wolves. <laughs> it's
1: like normal wolves. I read their body
0: <laughs> read their body language. <laughs> she just creates this narrative. Yeah, she reads their body language or whatever. She creates this narrative in their head, in her head that like the mom and the papa wolf like wanted, oh, she's a special child. She's gonna become this like special thing one day. Like we gotta take care of her. <laughs> Mother, no, Hit
1: the right raise her so she will be a special <laughs> child one day.
0: Oh, man. I mean, like, I was thinking about this, too, and this kind of goes into, uh, uh, theoretically speaking, of mine in a minute here. Theoretically speaking. Wouldn't it have been so funny? Because it was in a, a flashback. It was in a, like, remembering something. Like a montage, Yeah. If she was running with the wolves and we saw Finn and Marceline also running oh, with the wolves in the background. at the same time, That'd like be in cool. the same pack maybe or something. Yeah, that
1: would have confirmed your theory about the time frame there for sure.
0: It, well, we know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we do know it's in the past to some degree. I'll say it. My theoretically speaking for this episode every major character is going to at some point, uh, this is my theory, at some point join a wolf pack. All of them. All the main characters. We've already seen Marceline and Finn do it. And they do the, like they've all howled with the wolves. You see LSP Mm -hmm. also do it. now. So now LSP has. uh, And I think it's, I think this might be my most relevant and important Theoretically speaking, yeah, <laughs> Most the most important, most one. important. What well, the glob, Ned? Oh gosh, you're being so stupid. You don't you don't think it's the most important <laughs> one yet?
1: No, no, no. You really have me like jogging my brain. I know there's more. There's a lot more like wolf references, and there's firewolves oh. coming up in the future. Wow. Well, and yeah. I was like,
0: I mean, yeah, totally.
1: you, I mean, I don't. I think <laughs> you're right in the sense that I, there's. If I'm thinking correctly, there's got to be one other person that I runs need with ice wolves. king. I need yeah.
0: ice skating room with wolves, and I need Princess Bubblegum to eventually take on her fear. I mean, we don't know if she has a fear of wolves. She just had wolves in her bedroom in that one episode. It'd just be, it be more fun me. if uh, Bimo was riding the wolves. That oh. would have
1: been more fun. Dude, you know,
0: Bimo is a lone wolf. I think we all know it. Mm-hmm. He's a one man wolf
1: pack. Well, you haven't gotten to the football episodes yet. We'll, we'll oh, get okay. to football, so you'll you'll get a little bit of a BMO is not a. Lone Wolf. And oh, dang. psychologically speaking, it kind of drives BMO kind of insane oh. a little bit. So maybe a spoiler I don't know. drop Is there a
0: lot of BMOs? There's a lot of like the exact same... I won't. I mean, that, that's as far as I'm going to take The Buzz this, Lightyear so. situation.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna that's as far as I'm going to take that. All right. We got we'll, a Buzz uh, Lightyear situation. Up we'll make there. the 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 fans of the show get a little bit excited
0: about those in, things Star, coming down. Come in, <laughs> <laughs> BMO, come in, Star Command. BMO the Star Command. Come in, Command. the Star Command. <laughs> Bmo, it says like Bmo to mo command, mo command. Yeah, there you go. Um, but man, we had so the reality TV show moments. I love when when LSP is just like talking about, oh my gosh, like Jessica's cheating on Tony, and she's talking to those <laughs> other wolves. Lick- then, it's
1: the wolf's just licking the other just, wolves back, just, and she's really, like yeah. making out with Tony.
0: So like, Tony's gonna come back from from, uh, from hunting, and he's gonna be pissed. And then Tony walks up. And this is so reality TV show. They're gossiping. They're talking about another character. Other character walks in the room. And then she goes, Hi, Tony! in like the most awkward, like weird, like totally like not smooth at all way. It was, it was so bad. It's pretty bad. Well, it's I have some
1: deep thoughts about it. I don't want it, it could end up into a longer conversation. So I'm gonna save it till after our break here. Are
0: you trying to go to a little commercial right here?
1: Yeah, I think we ought to take a little break because I've I'm I've got several different deep thoughts about this episode. we haven't even gotten to the fat villagers yet either. But um oh. I don't have much to say about oh. them besides their fat villagers. <laughs> I know? might
0: I might love them, but we'll see when we get back. We'll see. We'll take a little break right now. This week's advertisement comes from LSP Cosmetics. When you need to pick-me-up and balay me a LSP Cosmetics has just the thing for you. You've tried their strawberry jam lipstick and their plastic grocery bag dresses. However, their new Monster Masks will have you looking smoother than ever. And that's before you take the masks off. Monster Masks are 95% all-natural ooh mud and 5% lumpy love. Gross. So pick up your monster mask today, but you don't need to thank us, cause you're welcome. We just made you beautiful. Pizza! <laughs> what That's a great my tops intro! Of the, tops of the episode, man.
1: Back into the
0: episode.
1: Yells pizza to scare off all the birds.
0: That's your tops.
1: That's my tops of the episode. I like it. I like you, it a you lot. You said
0: you had a Finn quote as one of yours. I, it's not my. No, it is not my <laughs> tops. <laughs> Yeah, I do have a fan quote though that that um he's been a he's been a bad bad boy. I tell you what. You been um, a bad bad boy. He he calls the quest going to get LSP easy as childbirth. He's a thirteen-year-old boy. <laughs> and, and all I gotta say is, men, 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 men. Heck yeah, dude. Easiest childbirth.
1: <laughs> well, he's never he's also never been around any other Human women. So I'm guessing he knows what childbirth is at this point. Uh, yeah. He's 13. Well, yeah, but there's no other humans that have, he's known that have given birth to children. So anybody else, it may not be super easy. Or maybe, excuse me, it may be super easy. Excuse yeah, me. maybe
0: the Candy Kingdom people have. I'm pretty sure all the they're just made
1: in a lab. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. So you there's just, no childbirth. None of them the can
0: have kids? I
1: don't think so. Oh, shoot. They're all infinite. Dang. Uh, yeah. There's. All right. uh, To my understanding, there's no procreation in the Candy Kingdom. Man, that feels like a a
0: TS to me. Theoretically speaking, if I've ever heard one.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's almost proven that you know she's always working. Well, now we're getting sidetracked. We don't tangent.
0: Yeah, we don't. Um, Well, we definitely don't tangent on this show. I mean, I think that's well established at this point. Yeah,
1: this point. But uh, yeah, I think for sure we can see her doing. She made lemon grab. Like, yeah, I don't think there's a. procreation
0: in that candy kingdom. Okay. Right. I'd be interested to know.
1: Yeah. we to go I'm gonna, go, no, I mean, uh, I'm gonna, gonna like add Pin Ward on, on yeah. Twitter and be like, can candy people have sex? Yo, candy people F <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they fart
0: candy people fart. Yeah, don't don't Google images that I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Shout out oh, to our our travelers. That's who, why uh, I just go ahead. I, mean, got I always I, for saying fart.
1: <laughs> I forget um I forget sometimes all of these little snippets we say, so I just mark every episode as explicit just Yeah, case. that's fine.
0: I think it's totally fair at this point. Well, <laughs> listen, you were, you know, you were hating on what I got to say is my lovely. G- g- Give me some sugar, baby. You're lovely. Yeah, all the fat villagers. Well, I say which one particularly, that's the one. The ones in the trees. The fat villagers in the trees specifically are my lovely.
1: I have the littlest one that falls out last that's like the size of like a dime
0: is mm. my lovely, for sure. They kind of do it. It's like a weird like Russian doll joke sort of a thing with the yeah, falling I out of the tree. I
1: didn't pick up on that. that They all kind of get smaller
0: as they fall out. So yeah, Almost yeah. Almost as yeah, if they definitely... could fit inside each other sort of a thing. But they, they're my lovely because they need love, man. They need the love on the Wikipedia page. It literally calls them the fat villagers. LSP calls <laughs> no them, them fat. They look so rough. None of their shirts are like fully formed. They're all like ripped up and they seem homeless. And those cute fat villagers. And also only one of them has a name. That's the other issue. Yeah, I have. it's
1: only Howard has a name. They're all just fat Howard villagers. Howard remembers.
0: He falls out of the tree with half the map. Freaking all right. Only one of them has a name. And you know who has a ton of names, but aren't my lovely? The Wolves.
1: You got (laughs) the wolves have more names than the fat villagers.
0: You got Stephanie. You got Sue. You got Miranda. You got Tony. You got Jessica. You got Mark. All we got is Howard over here. I know. The wolves got more
1: love in this episode than the fat villagers. That's for sure.
0: They're so adorable. (laughs) They just fall out of the tree like idiots. I don't know. They're great. I love them. I I know. It did.
1: It leaned. It like. Really goes to show that there's tons of like these little villages that are outside of the primary kingdoms that are just like so helpless. Like, even hot dog kingdom itself, it's like four hot dogs and a hot dog princess. And, um, we had the um, with the Donnie episode, the little village of house people that like didn't really do anything, (laughs) they were kind of helpless too. Well, I'd say the house people,
0: monster man.
1: Yeah. She well it's funny and it kind of took a, took me back for a second. I was like she gets really hungry when she's hanging out with the wolves cuz they're like eating a dead horse. But then the whole time when they were like hanging out and running around they were like eating pumpkins, they were stealing watermelons and I was like she she was eating. She Pretty was eating good, good with the wolves. Yeah. For a
0: while. The for a horse horse while was a nice until thought. they brought the
1: horse back, but I wouldn't have put it past
0: LSP if she had started eating the horse. No, I really would all. Have. It seems so LSP'd to me that she would be totally down for that. The full immersive experience of being a wolf. (laughs) No, Jessica, (laughs) don't cheat on Tony with me. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I do (laughs) have... So
1: funny. If if we have talked about... I don't know. Do you have any other fun facts or fun feelings about the fat villagers? Because I'm tapped out. They, They were just kind of there. They were angry
0: villagers and that was it. Yeah, they were cute. I mean... The tops for me of the episode is also kind of the fat villagers. It's their interaction with LSP at the end of the episode when they mention that the crops were for their children. And more specifically, the moment where they say, We are parents. That was so funny to me that they had to clarify that they are the parents of the village. And yeah. LSP, that's when she has this big like realization that, oh, her parents care for her. As these villagers care for their kids, so like I should go back home, and and my parents just love me too much, you know that's mm-hmm. the big issue. But she says just like my parents, which LSP, you're ridiculous, man.
1: Yeah, so the, I mean, I'm glad you that was a good segue into my deep thoughts because that is kind of like her either moving from lumpy space into the woods. She's obviously been spoiled, but I think the woods has really. Not only like is she narcissistic, but now she's like detached from reality, so like those kind of things don't cross her mind. um I also wouldn't have thought that maybe growing up spoiled, maybe growing up a princess of lumpy space, she lacks the ability to have sympathy to literally relate mm. or put yourself into someone else's shoes. You know empathy is when you have also felt the feeling that someone else feels, and sympathy is when you can go outside of yourself, put yourself in someone else's shoes. And it's kind of a, um, it's kind of a trait of being psychotic is not being able, like lacking any actual ability for your brain functionality to feel sympathy. So she's almost learning it as she goes along. This is her first like instance of, of a sympathetic emotion. And as soon as she gets at their parents, she flips the switch and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's so crazy. I would have never done that. But she until that moment where they forced the sympathy on her, she she didn't make that connection on her own. So she's really developing in this episode as well. And she
0: doesn't quite get there. She gets so close to that apology. And then, of course, she kind of has a little backhanded, like, I mean, I was eating your crops, but like I helped you lose weight, sort yeah. of a comment, <laughs> which is not really the best thing, LSP.
1: No, yeah, it was definitely her practice of, giving fake apologies. Like, she's probably done that plenty of times before because she's probably messed with a bunch of people's lives before and has given tons of fake apologies. But at the end, when she does realize her parents, it's pretty authentic.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah,
1: that's true. But I like that moment too when Jake's like, if we don't kill her, she's going to keep eating our crops. And he's like, but you could just not. (laughs) That's like literally like all (laughs) that. They're they're like, you could just let her go.
0: Yeah, you don't, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't
1: have to. You don't oh, that was really Jake,
0: funny. But Jake's comment, it probably should have been the tops where they're just, I mean, we didn't really do anything this episode. Yeah, that, we were that, just I mean, kind here.
1: That led to my Jake mistake. And I
0: was like, uh, hey, what? his
1: mistake, uh, they just didn't do that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, he showed off those muscles though. He showed Woo! off the guns. That was not a mistake. Showed off the muscles. I, I actually know, we have got... a little comment on that. If, if you want a little... Tangent story. The tangent f- for Jake Muscles? For Jake Muscles, yeah. Okay. Um, Like how Finn is trying to get, he's, you know, pumping up his boys. Like, yo, show off your muscles. <laughs> when my dad, you know how when you're younger, like everybody kind of like competes a little bit. Like, my dad's so cool. My dad's blah, blah, blah. My dad would come to the elementary school to have uh, lunch with me occasionally. I was like a visit. My parents were divorced at this point, And so it was like a way that he could spend time with me. Throughout the week, uh, when I would I would go stay with him every other weekend, right? But he would go, and he has always been in such great shape. At that point in his life, he was doing Ironman triathlons. He's done five, maybe six of them at this point. I mean, it's it's pretty wild. But because of that, he had biceps, right? He worked out a ton. He had great biceps, and I used to like get, like be like. Y'all gotta see my dad's biceps to like my boys. <laughs> like, Dad, come Dad on, flex show for them. your, show for me your them. muscles, Dad. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just being real bad. And he that's would show. Funny. He would flex, you know. But he would always do it begrudgingly. He never really wanted to. And maybe it gave him some sort of a joy where he's like, "Oh, my son's proud of like how in shape I am." Yeah, I'm sure that's some that of what it was too. But he always resisted, at least for the first couple asks. But my friends were always like, yeah, let's see it. And then they were always That's mind funny. blown. It was so funny. Bodybuilding dad. <laughs> it wasn't even a bodybuilding. I think it was just a time period where a whole lot less dads worked out consistently. Yeah. I, feel know, like I feel you. Especially at that age Late 90s. Too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Time era. And I was going to say when you have, you know, middle school kids, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, I've got another deep thought. If you're open to hearing it. Oh, I'm so open. So it kind of took me two watch throughs to get to this point. But I was like, this is a real, a really big coming-of-age story um, in general. And I could see lots of little aspects of this episode shine through in a way that a lot of people um have experienced like growing up and things like that. So if we really think about it, LSB has struck out on her own. She's not living with her parents anymore. She is doing a little bit of the adolescent thing. Oh yeah, um, totally. She gets mad at her parents. She's like, I'm I'm running away um while she's still, you know, <laughs> I got some free food and their parents are babying her, trying to be Going like Going back
0: occasionally. They still you know, wanted her to come back, yeah. They wanted her to come back.
1: And I'd say, you know, every parents are like if you're in that phase, be like your homes are you're always welcome here. Why don't you visit more often? That's a huge like kind of in college, post college feeling is like not an obligation, but your parents, like you just always feel guilty because your parents are always like, you, you got to oh, home. I wish I saw you more. And you're like, I, I did too, but like, I can't stop my life all the time.
0: You better believe it. Especially um, when you move away. Oof. Yeah. Always especially when you move away, trips. it's like
1: always guilt trips there. So that's, that's one part of this coming of age story and and something that I empathized with as well. Yeah. The second part is, you know, LSP in theory, she's not doing that great. Like, even when she she owns it which i've mentioned in previous episodes i love that she owns it um, but she's really trying to make the best of this bad situation um, or the best of a you know crappy living situation which i've been in that s- scenario before when i lived in la oh, was like yeah. totally. couch surfing with a guy for 3 months and would come back <laughs> and be like and the, it's so awesome you know i'm on my own i'm doing this and like you know re- looking back in like retrospect it was kind of a shitty situation, like, yeah, yeah. not something I should have been proud of. But you can also really—I did it. I did it, and it was—it was good. It was a good life learning experience, which I think LSP, maybe if she has the right mindset, she's on that journey of like I'm just getting life experience, and that's what she appreciates from it. Man, you, know? you
0: grow so much in that time period too. Oh I yeah, mean, from when we graduated college to where we were. Pre pandemic, I'd say like four years out of college and being in Nashville, like I felt like I was a, a different person in a way. I, I'm the same person, but I felt like all my thoughts, my ideals, my perception on the world, and my parents and my family, my friends, all of that grew or developed in a, a way, in some way. It's a yeah. it's a great time period, and it's cool to see LSP getting out there and hopefully getting some of that development happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, exactly. Exactly. And I, I think she was at that point, but where it plays into with the wolves part of this story is almost a backslide. So she runs away from her parents. She's un- unable to find a home. She's like making a house under acorns and everything like that. And she does find this weird scenario where she's invited into a wolf clan, but I think she's uncomfortable with it enough to where she reverts back to somewhat of a high school state. Um, she doesn't feel like she fits in. It's a weird situ- like situation. And so she maybe as a defense mechanism backs into the corner and starts going, I'm going to make myself important in this family by being the one that runs the drama, knows the mm. drama, you know? And back in high school, you know, that's, somewhat of a defense mechanism is kind of the gossiper, but she tries to make herself relevant in the Wolf Clan by becoming, like, the center of a of a love triangle herself, you know, or trying to, like, run their lives for them. And it's, it's kind of sad. I see it as she was making so much progress from being away from the parents, and this is like a backslide of her going back into, like, her old lumpy ways and not her new LSP self, you know? And she regrets it. Yeah. I mean, she... When she even... Um, I was expecting no remorse or no, you know, attachment to eating the villager's food. But she's she felt sad about it. And, and I think when Finn and Jake find her in the windmill, she's not like, oh yeah, I'm thriving. I'm loving this. She's like... Yeah, she's not making out I, she's with
0: like, the monster. <laughs> making <No. laughs> out with the monster
1: in the windmill. Which I thought was funny that that was Very where funny. Finn and Jake... Very funny. Great assumption. <laughs> thought, yeah, <laughs> they assumed that's what she was doing. But... She's kind of in the windmill. It's a better situation than she's been in living in the woods and living with wolves, but she realized that I think that she lost herself a little bit and kind of, I don't know, maybe that maybe I'm getting too deep into that aspect of it, but definitely saw like the reverting back to what's comfortable
0: for her, you know? As Allie and I were watching this episode for the first time, we kind of took a moment after the episode ended and both of us agreed like we felt bad. For LSP and for the lumpy people, they kind of put themselves in these dangerous situations, or like they are danger to themselves. Is really yeah. what it is. Like they're it always really is that they're at risk because of their their own personalities and their own selves. LSP she wants to do good, and we even noticed that in this episode, like you were mentioning, but she's overcome by her own that like self narrative and the apathy that she has, which like slightly misguides her actions at the end as she tries to apologize. But then she ends up just making fun of them for being fat and needing to lose weight. Yeah, she she tried. I mean, she almost she almost did it, man. <laughs> she, she almost just, did it. man. Any little sign of resistance in her her mood or anything, her environment around her just like pops her back into the the lumpy thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's just that's going to be her essence. I don't know if there's going to be any point where she necessarily like grows out of that completely. <sighs> okay. That's fine. But she does become a, a bigger non narcissistic contributor in several future episodes if that makes sense yeah, yeah totally um which which yeah we'll see we'll, maybe we'll do a later season like here's the timeline growth of lSP and kind of maybe just we could do an lSP special at some point too okay
0: that could be cool um well, we'll you remember know what's, this one. what's pretty special Ned is our traveler travel the log the log our travelers' log segment. Nice. You want to get into that? We had a message this week.
1: Yeah, let's get into it.
0: I think you have it. Or am I reading it? Do we No, know? yeah, you have it. You sorry, you have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, hold on, let me get to it real fast. I sent Okay, we got a message this week from Austin. Um he had he's actually emailed us before, which is pretty rad and we talked about it on the podcast. Um, he's got his brother listening, which is sick, and he's told his friends and I gotta say, yo, shout out, Austin, that's sick, man. Thank you for doing yeah, that. As
1: long as your little brother's not like eight, and we're ruining him
0: with crass language and bad topics. Hey, better us than <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Better uh, us than well, HBO Max. He wanted to share his thoughts, yeah, seriously <laughs> his, <laughs> his thoughts and he actually has his spoilers, but it's funny we're past this episode now. Uh, season three, episode four the Hitman episode, when Jake and Finn are making sandwiches, they talk about Meatman, which, love Meatman. Um, Finn questions whether collecting meat hurts Meatman, and I believe this is evidence that Meatman has plausible sentience, but that his language is nonverbal, and in my opinion, and this is Russell talking, that's when this theory gets really cool. Like, he can't talk with Jake or with Finn. He can only give them his meat. <laughs> Um and or yeah I didn't I hadn't thought about that when we originally
1: went through the episode that he
0: yeah yeah me
1: neither probably don't yeah Jake would know if it hurt Meat Man if he communicated you know well
0: so he goes on to say but that his language is nonverbal and or Jake doesn't understand it since he says that he can't read his mind going back to season two episode twelve her parents. I think we can use this as world-building evidence to suggest that there is sentient meat people, um, and they are likely, or there is also likely sentient soy people. Yeah, Austin, thank, thank you, thank you Austin. for writing again. Freaking cool little theory yeah. about. Well,
1: I'm glad someone else people. agreed with me because I remember when we did her parents, and I was like, that means that there has to be sentient soy people out there. It's got to be soy so people. that means that there is a. It's an easy. Uh, Easy segue to being like there is sentient meat people and they maybe live in the same little kingdom together.
0: I wonder if Meat Man just slowly gets smaller every time people take meat from him. <laughs> I, like bet, I, bet that is, I bet that
1: is the case though. <laughs> meat sure. This is
0: like a hundred yard high meat monster. Meat salami monster. He's just sick of people taking his meat and he's just sitting there and like he's given up at this point and Jake and Finn just kind of stroll up and they're just like, Hey, Meat Man, what up, Meat Man? Meat man. Like, <laughs> Give us your meat, man. And Meat
1: Man's just, mm. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, begrudgingly giving him the,
0: his meat.
1: That sounds so bad. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Yeah, we found out in the boys. commercial from that episode that uh, Ned likes Meat Man Meat. I like Meat Man Meat. Meat Man Meat. Um, meat from a man. <laughs> meat from a Meat Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Well, I'm ready to wrap this up if you have no further thoughts about the episode. Yeah, that
1: was really my deep thoughts of the episode. Um, didn't have as many fun factoids about this one either. Um, the frog one and the um, reference to Fiona and Cake and the designer there was was my best one. Had a little bit of notes on uh, the dagger that Finn picks up—the gold dagger by yes, the thing right. was a Kris, and that's a traditional Indonesian weapon. Um, inspired from Japan, but traditionally Indonesian, which cool. Very interesting that they went with that choice and that the villagers would just have Indonesian one, weapons. You know, there's around. one yeah. dagger and the rest of them have like farm tools. I thought that was just kind of weird in general. Um, but yeah, man, that was that was pretty much we, we're digging into LSP deep thoughts with her development and high school drama and, you know, defense mechanisms
0: like that were were really where my mind went in this episode. Cool. Well, let's get into our lessons real fast. I got two lessons this week. Uh, the first one is assuming makes an LSP out of you and me. Okay. And I will just go ahead and say the assuming makes an ass out of you and me is one of my like pet peeves. I, I hate that oh, phrase. I hate when people use that so phrase. so annoying. I, mm. If you use it kind of like as a, as a joke or like, uh, you know, like that's fine and it doesn't bother me, but I had someone who I used to work with, and I won't say where I worked with her, but she would use that pretty frequently. And <laughs> it was like always, somebody who
1: just discovered that line for the first time in their yeah, life. Yeah,
0: like so seriously. She meant it so seriously, and she was kind of Valley Girl-esque. Oh, like, act, like actually enough. like trying to make you feel bad about it? Oh, just being like, oh, don't assume things because it makes an ass out of you and me. I'm just like, bro, you You're are like, the man. worst. The worst. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm not going to say too much further about her. But anyways, uh, the other lesson I have is if you see Jessica cheating on Tony, it's best you probably just don't say anything. Just just don't say anything. Take the background. Don't
1: start the gossip, man.
0: Yeah, don't be the gossip queen. Uh, I had two lessons as well.
1: Give um, them to me. One was don't shit where you eat, Literally. <laughs> okay, uh, just yeah. LSP, LSP bringing all the drama into the Wolf family that accepted her for who she was, and she tries to bring all the drama in there. So I was like, "Don't, don't!" And then Solid she starts lesson. when she gets kicked out. So uh, and same with her family, she can't eat, and she's shitting on her family. Uh, the second one is you ain't a hero if you fix the problem that you created. So when she goes True. back with her parents, this whole episode, and she's just like I can't believe I saved the village.
0: You like, might just no, you be didn't. an okay
1: person. You might just be an okay person, but uh, you're <laughs> yeah, not a hero <laughs> if you caused the
0: problem and then solved it. So, well, my most punchable and my beef was Hulu for tricking me. Don't really have a beef segment this episode. Just yeah, we were talking last week. How and you're like, we
1: got a Fiona K? Because I knew I know it's coming up soon. So that's why I wasn't surprised when you have
0: you vaguely don't give it away have you confirmed whether or not we're gonna potentially do the thing that we talked about I have
1: confirmed it yes it is confirmed it is confirmed oh okay cool time frame we'll have to figure out times but it's confirmed we got some surprises coming up for you guys so it's gonna be fun
0: no I don't know man it'll probably just be a normal episode Um, yeah I have a rec Ned okay give me your rec One Piece have you ever gotten into One Piece at all I've never gotten into One Piece no y'all I cannot hype up One Piece enough. I'm very much in that One Piece mood right now. I think Naruto is my favorite anime. However, especially of the majors, there's something incredibly special about One Piece. The way that they go about building the world, it takes time to get into. And I get that it's long, and I get that people don't want to do it because it's a thousand episodes, blah, blah, blah. But anime, and especially One Piece, is not about the end. I don't want to know yet about Goldie Roger or the treasure or whatever. And I haven't finished it yet. So there's no spoilers, but it's about the journey. It's about the feeling you get when you're hanging out with these people and you're on the high seas and you're like, oh, I could be a pirate. And it's just a wonderful story. And Luffy and his gang are just incredible characters. And I highly recommend people go along that journey at some point in their lives, at least up to episode 300, which is where I'm at. It's really wonderful. Nice.
1: Yeah, I know. I knew it was a huge show to take a chunk out of for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's the longest running anime of all time
1: at this point. Easy, jeez, Louise. I didn't know it was the longest running.
0: That's the one where the guy
1: can turn his body part into like anything, right?
0: He's made of rubber. Yo ho ho! Took a bite of gum gum. Gayo, caio, caio. Streaming. You just Don't sound insane to me because I have no idea what you're referencing. <laughs> That's the... I think it's like the four kids intro to One Piece from back in the day. <laughs> the old, <laughs> the the story old goes WB kids. Out. So good, dude. Um, gosh, that intro is amazing. You should check it out, Ned. I'll check it out. some Someday.
1: I've got many other ones that are ahead of that one right yeah. now. So, But
0: he's a, he's a rubber man or a, a gum... Yeah. If you'd rather man. me
1: do Avatar The Last Airbender or One Piece, I think you'd have me do Avatar.
0: I think Avatar, if we ever one day finish this show on a podcast, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe so we don't can do, do Avatar. Do, do yeah. One Piece until five years from now when we're done with one. Uh, <laughs> <So> yeah,
1: <laughs> six years time. from almost six, five and a half, six years. What's your ret, bud? My wreck? I'm going to sound like Mark Zuckerberg here. Smoking yeah.
0: meats. Smoking meats, smoking food, meats, food
1: baby. Racks. Yeah, you know I'm out. Well, I was about to say I think I. I cook, think I know why this is. Your I rap cook too. more every week than I watch cartoons, just time spent wise.
0: You just fixed your your uh, grill, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. I I broke it, and I spent about three days trying to fix it because it was a mess. <clears> and I got it working again yesterday. But I just love I love smoking meats, man. Sweet baby
0: race. <laughs> and someone someone called Ned out on our social media accounts for this wreck segment just being food that he just had. Come on.
1: Hey, I, a, that, I, mine time. was a food category and an activity
0: too. It was so. well yeah, I would so say, I mean, the one the break show I'm been... And go fix it.
1: I'm not gonna wreck stranger things because that's gonna be. No, you know, I, I like I it.
0: like how you subvert the wreck yeah. segment. And there's another segment that we do. That you subvert sometimes, mm-hmm. and I, as what, I listen back through it, I find it funny that I'm just I get I get annoyed, but it's for <laughs> good humor, right? So it's good, it's good.
1: I know. I was say, well, yeah, my show spent in the last three weeks since we've been podcasting have been Stranger Things and Obi Wan, and I already wrecked Obi Wan last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked so, about
0: Kenobi. Um,
1: Fair. So yes, yeah, that's my wreckish. Mark Zuckerberg Let's smoking. Run up the
0: hill, run that road. Stranger Things, so good. Where, where can the uh, lovely people follow us? Y'all, you know where you can follow us. Thank you for listening. Follow us, review our podcast on whatever listening app you listen to. But if you do it on Apple Podcasts, we'll send you a sticker or two. And Ned's been writing some personal Dickies. notes, which is pretty yeah.
1: rad. Send them my way, and I'll write you a nice little handwritten note with my with my John Hancock on there and. Uh, and the stickers are sweet, man. They're, they're actually like, we ordered them up. They are really good quality stickers. They are.
0: I know I was thinking, I was at a show uh, Ann Wilson from heart at the basement East the other night. And I go in there to use the restroom and there's stickers on the walls of everything. I'm like, Dude, I'm going to just put my podcast sticker on all the walls. Yeah, I need, we need
1: to do a little guerrilla marketing tactics here.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Anyways, Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Twitter at Nea underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts. Get on that traveler's log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube. Um, and, you know, honestly, if y'all listen on the Podbean app, I don't know why you're doing that. Listen on anywhere, Spotify. Amazon, all that stuff. Like, hey, don't rip on our Podbean listeners. Yeah, you know, Podbean's rad. I love Podbean, but uh, people will subscribe on there sometimes, and I've had people be like, "Y'all are only on Podbean." I'm like, "No, dog, we're everywhere."
1: <laughs> just literally Google, like Google it, and our Apple links comes. <laughs> this up. is
0: just a message for the like two people that are like, "Oh, I don't like, I don't listen to anything else. I'm in the Podbean app." You don't have to, um, but if you like Podbean app, and we do love Podbean, even though they don't pay us for anything, you know, we pay them. Sure, keep doing it. Just keep working, keep rolling. Well, anyways, we'll see y'all next Tuesday for another episode of the Never Ending Adventure Podcast. I have been one of your hosts, Russell. We have a wonderful engineer. Just another shout out to Michael Hitchcock, uh, Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. DJ Cowboy Hat, DJ Cowboy, Cowboy Hat, Cowboy, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> Michael Hitchcock, TJ Cowboy Bebop. Shout out to Ali for creating our logo and shout out to
1: my wife for supporting me being in the office for two more extra (laughs) hours there you go
0: shout out to to Jackie J see you next Tuesday partay forever love the Jew guys